0: Hello and welcome to Asked and Answered, Revision Legal's podcast, where we talk about today's topics and internet law and privacy issues, and uh, we're here today to talk about some sex tapes. Yeah, so, uh, sex tapes. How about that? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, I guess not total sex tapes. We have the Aaron Andrews uh, spy cam video and then the Hulk Hogan sex tape, which are kind of dominating the media right now. And the, this is an area that we litigate on a somewhat regular basis. And so we thought we'd kind of share some of our thoughts about what's going on in this litigation, the differences between the two and kind of how this uh, impacts everyone else.
1: Yeah. So let's start with Aaron Andrews. Uh, My understanding, and I'm not an expert in this case by any means, but my understanding is that Aaron Andrews um, had kind of checked into this hotel and some guy, Michael David Barrett, decided that he wanted to stalk her. (laughs) Apparently there had been some history there, uh, allegedly stalker, of course, there had been some history there. And he had, he knew that she was checking into this hotel he decided to convince um, the Marriott to allow him to check into the room next to her, and then he secretly found time to either drill or somehow get a peephole into Aaron Andrews' bedroom. Is that, or excuse me, it was a bathroom. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I, how I understand it. That the the major error on the hotel's part was. He asked where the. I want to be in a room next to Aaron Andrews. They said yes, and then they also documented that he asked and that they granted that request.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. A lot of times, celebrities will check in under assumed names. I personally know the assumed name of the person that I like to stalk, which is Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails, because I've been a fan since I was like 15 years old. So <laughs> Reznor checks into hotels under the name Steve. Um, Oh, what is it? The, the $6 million man, Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Uh, so, nice. you know, these people have – they kind of have this sense of uh, privacy or they want to have a sense of privacy when they check in. So the, the hotel did a bad thing here.
0: Yeah. I mean it's, it, it's a colossal mistake, million, you know, $20 million mistake now that we know uh, what happened at trial. But it's um, – you know, the hotel – that I guess the problem – why how this is getting news is I guess it's an innocent mistake. One would call it right. It wasn't a mistake. Sure. Did they know this guy was a stalker? No, I doubt it. Did they know he was going to videotape her naked in her hotel room? I doubt it, Uh, but they're going to end up paying a lot of money for it. Yeah. So if we were defending
1: the hotel, what would be the defenses that we would raise? We would say something like, look, our client was not negligent in supervising the hotel room because it had no reason to believe that this individual would drill a hole through the wall and drop a camera in, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or it
1: could be something like, you know, the, the actions of the hotel employee were an independent tort that were outside of the scope of employment and therefore the hotel should not be held liable for negligence.
0: Yeah. You know, what you do is you'd introduce all the manuals and all the policies that the corporation has and all the signatures from all their employees that said they were read these policies and agreed to abide by them and, you know, you trot out a lot of paperwork showing, listen, we did everything we could. and Those policies are important. I mean, we advise our clients all the time to institute those kinds of policies because when something bad does happen, the first thing you fall back to are your policies. Um, might not save the day, but it is something to fall back to. And so I'm sure that's what they did here. But at the end of the day, it was a big error and the facts are bad. That's just what it comes down to. Yeah, the facts,
1: they really are bad. And so there's a couple of causes of action that were asserted here. One is the, and this is in Illinois, if I remember correctly, one is the tort of intrusion upon seclusion. And that tort basically says that a person who intentionally intrudes physically or otherwise, upon the solitude or seclusion of another person uh, in his private affairs or concerns, is subject to liability for invasion of privacy. And a lot of the cases say that this intrusion upon seclusion has to be of the type that mimics being physically present. So the fact that that camera was placed uh, in the manner in which it was, where a person was able to obtain a uh, film of her naked uh, in a manner in which a person could have if they were physically present, is basically the the idea that meets the cause of action.
0: Yeah, and so that makes sense, it, right? I mean, it does. We don't expect that to happen to us, and, and that should be punishable. Um, and I think this idea of like, what is invasion of privacy is a question that most people don't know. I mean, there is that's a common phrase everyone says it but do you really know what it means and it's it's actually these four other kind of subsets of invasion of privacy and intrusion upon seclusion is one of those
1: yeah absolutely a lot of people say oh they invaded my privacy they invaded my privacy well actually there's some very specific categories that constitute invasion of privacy especially in the United States another one of those is the public disclosure type of claim and so that claim is it occurs where one gives publicity to a matter concerning the private life, in this case, Aaron Andrews and is subject to liability for that invasion of privacy. If the manner that's publicized, the matter that is publicized would be highly offensive to a reasonable, reasonable person. And is not of a legitimate concern to the public. So here we've got a sec, not a sex tape, but a, a naked film that probably is highly offensive to the reasonable person. They don't want to be displayed naked in public and, you know, frankly, it's probably not a legitimate concern to the public that Aaron Andrews be naked and the public doesn't really have a need to see that.
0: No, I think there's probably a large part of the public that wanted to see it. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think, um, no, I don't think it certainly would not fall under that exception. and And this kind of gets into the issue of, well, you know, the idea of the public wanting to see this. I mean, there's been Kind of mixed reactions to this verdict. I think anytime you see large verdict amounts, the jury came back with $55 million in damages, uh, roughly split down the middle almost from the actual dangerous stalker and the corporation that made a mistake. Almost split down the middle, a little bit more in the stalker's uh, ballpark, but kind of split reactions on was this the right result you know some people are saying well hey didn't Aaron andrews actually benefit from this publicity didn't it actually make her more of a you know household name and further her career
1: yeah and that that's a really interesting argument it sounds intuitively it sounds like a horrible thing to say right that well this victim she she made it big because she's naked but that's a real defense because you're you're talking about damages and if Aaron Andrew's career skyrocketed after this video is released, there's a, at least a tenable argument that there are no damages that her career is actually increased and therefore the harm that is attempted to be prevented against by these invasion of privacy torts did not occur. And that's interesting. It's interesting from
0: a legal perspective. It might not be interesting from a moral perspective, but it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's I think you probably had to bring that defense up as a as an attorney. Although I feel like it could buy, backfire pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. Well, especially with a jury.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. A jury may not like that. It just may not like that line of arguments. And when you're in front of a, you know, juries are fickle, right? And they a couple things they don't like. And that's more important all of a sudden than a lot of evidence. And so it is a kind of fine line going down this road of, well, yeah, she was spied on and. She was videotaped naked, but it was actually a good thing for her. It's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one, definitely. So let's talk about this other one, um, <laughs> which which is interesting. Did, did you ever watch wrestling when you were a kid?
0: I was not a huge wrestling fan, uh, although I kind of wish I was because it seemed like so much fun. Um, looking back at it now, it just looks so ridiculous <laughs> and entertaining. I kind of wish I was.
1: Well, I, I kind of grew up, um, like you did in the Detroit area and I had an opportunity to go see Hulk Hogan back in the maybe late eighties, early nineties. And I, there's a photo of me in a Hulkamania t-shirt. <laughs> oh, wow. We need to <laughs> so get our I, hands on that. Yeah. That we should drop that in the show notes if I can find it. Um, but this, so the next issue is this Hulk Hogan sex tape. And so, um, my understanding of this again, I don't have a, a huge depth of knowledge on this sex particular sex tape. But Hulk Hogan uh, had a friend. His name was Bubba Clem. And this guy invites Hulk Hogan over to have sex with his wife, which, you know, it's kind (laughs) of interesting. Yeah. So uh, he brings Hulk Hogan over and Hulk Hogan has sex with his wife and it's taped. And lo and behold, the tapes gets out. Right.
0: Right. Tape gets out to Gawker Media, uh, which yeah. is the website behind well Gawker, but I believe also behind uh, like Deadspin. Is that all the same group? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: it is. I think you're right. Deadspin, Jalopnik, um, yeah, all that group. Yeah,
0: and so they they say they get it from an anonymous source, and they. Um, you yeah, know, they publish it. They go for it.
1: Yeah, and so interestingly, the because this Bubba Clem guy took the video, the copyright rights vested in him. And so when the video gets out and Hogan starts to get upset, this Bubba Clem guy transfers the copyright to the video to Hogan so that he can have adequate standing to sue for copyright infringement. And So he eventually sues Gawker for copyright infringement when the video is first
0: released. Yeah, and... <laughs> You know the the facts surrounding this one just get stranger and stranger. I mean, there's all kinds of you know, kind of similar to how the Aaron Andrews uh, video went. Everyone's saying, "Well, maybe she benefited from this." The kind of argument here is Hulk don't doesn't care if this is out. This is his persona. This is what he is all about, and he wants this is a good thing for him. And this is nothing out of the ordinary, basically, right?
1: Yeah, I mean they're basically saying the defense is saying that look, this is a guy who bragged to the world about his sexual prowess for a, a number of years and he does you know he, this is newsworthy this is it discusses um you know it, or it sheds light on whether or not he has this sexual prowess. The, on the other hand, the other defense is that this is a guy who is an all-American hero and the dichotomy between this all American hero who, you know, comes out waving the American flag and it was a role model for children, and yet in the background was having these, uh, not a threesome, but whatever the technical, the cuckold. Is that the technical term for it? <laughs> I, don't I don't think know. it is. I think it is. I think <laughs> I got it right. Um, so he's coming over to have sex with somebody else's wife, whatever that is. Um, you know, there's a dichotomy there that is worth. Talking about. And that's kind of the defense that Gawker's raised, which is really a First Amendment defense.
0: Bizarre. I mean, it's pretty bizarre. You know, we in law school, I had Clark Johnson for contracts, and he always said, uh having a law degree is uh having a ticket uh front row ticket to the best show on earth and um <laughs> i think that you know when you can you imagine being the attorneys in this in this types of discovery requests and questions you're a- asking in <laughs> depositions and everything i mean this is insane
1: oh i, I it would be amazing you'd sit down and <laughs> you, <laughs> i can't imagine a deposition uh, Mr. Hogan, <laughs> where where were you on the night of March 16th? Well, brother,
0: I went down to the store and I bought some condoms. <laughs> oh, what color I mean, What was your bandana? What color bandana were you wearing? I mean, you've seen the video. He's got this dress. He's got his dress black bandana. That's right. It's, that's right. I mean, this is just absurd that this is happening but at the end of the day Hulk the Hulkster is saying well hey I am the Hulkster but I'm also Terry my name's Terry and I, <laughs> I I don't want uh, Terry's video sex videos online you know that's not that's not newsworthy I'm just a normal individual
1: yeah and so the 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 cause of actions that The cause of actions that Hogan asserted were invasion of privacy, publication of private facts, and a violation of the uh, Florida's right of publicity law. And so the invasion of privacy and the publication of private facts are are the similar causes of action to the Aaron Andrews case. But the right of publicity is a little bit different. The right of publicity is the idea that uh, a celebrity has the right to control the use of their name or likeness for commercial purposes. So it's a pretty interesting cause of action. And it kind of goes to the, def- the, uh, the assertions that Hogan has made because Hogan's saying, well, this is not me and my celebrity status. This is me as Terry. And as Terry, um, you know, I shouldn't be released to the public. Well, if I was the defense, I'd say, well, Terry, it sounds like you don't have a right of publicity claim, do you? Because the name and likeness of Terry is not an issue. You just admitted that it's not an issue. There's all these little interesting things that arise when you try to take the position that the Hulk has taken.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it's you know trying to trying to make sense of all this uh, is difficult. Uh, you know, on the other end of it, you have you know is Gawker news? I mean, is what they <laughs> yeah. do? you know, like um, I know I heard that part of Gawker's def- part of um, Hulk Hogan's defense was they had an expert, you know. Journalism professor come in and talk about, you know, the 30 tenets of journalism. And like, these are the ethics that a journalist would, would take. And then from the quick, you know, news article on this, Gawker's response was, well, we're a different kind of journalism. (laughs) Right. So like, (laughs) we don't care about any of those rules. And so like, is that right? I mean, is, can you just define your own form of journalism? And now you are a news outlet and now you can you are help i mean they're help why is this newsworthy i mean this is more newsworthy because of gawker being around than it was before they were around right like no one would have said you know there's kind of some similarities dating back to like the pam anderson tommy lee sex tape well no one was talking about that being newsworthy but the whole kind of concept of clickbaity websites that are gossip slash something constituting news was never even an idea. No,
1: you're absolutely right. It's, it's interesting that the, the prior tactic was, well, it's out the Pamela, Pamela Anderson and Brett Michaels era. The tactic was, well, it's been leaked, so we might as well monetize it. I guess people already have it in their hands. Let's just try to sell it to people and try to make some money off of it. And the damage is already done. In this case, it's different. It's obviously that um, Gawker is raising this defense that, well, this is newsworthy, and we have a First Amendment right to give the public what they want, which is the news on Hulk Hogan's sex life. And you're right. Is it newsworthy? Would the New York Times publish uh, an article about Hulk Hogan's sex? Probably not. It it probably uh, would have larger standards than this. But in the era in which we have TMZ and Gawker kind of digging into the private lives of these individuals, it'll be interesting to see whether or not we get a stronger recognition of the right of publicity coming out of these types of cases.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it it really puts, you know, the idea of celebrity in a, in a different kind of setting here. And I think that, you know, our whole country is undergoing a whole different idea of what celebrity is and who is a celebrity. What can celebrities do? I mean, it's, um, you know, Donald Trump is probably a good example of that, uh, taking that celebrity and <laughs> looking like he's going to get the <laughs> Republican nomination. It's yeah. just uh, fitting, you know. These very old, these are historic causes of action: invasion of privacy, you know, intrusion upon seclusion. These are, are things that have been around for forever. And fitting in Gawker and, and newsworthy and First Amendment stuff into it is just—it's really interesting way of how the law kind of shifts and adjusts to the time and the reality of what's going on and not exactly sure how it's going to come out. I mean, I, if I had to bet, I'd say Hulk Hogan's going to win.
1: Yeah, I would assume that he would win. I I think that um, like California, Florida is a haven for celebrities, especially in uh, the Miami area. So I think that Florida has a overwhelming interest to protect the privacy of the lives of the people who, pay property taxes. And so I think there's a huge incentive for a Florida court to recognize that this type of um, action is not okay. And therefore it should award a celebrity damages for it. I think um, I, I don't think Gawker's defense is as solid as they think it is. And I would question why the case didn't settle at the outset. I think a lot of this has to do with, and this is just my opinion from a thousand feet away um, Gawker's management seems to be pretty arrogant. It seems to think that it's untouchable. And I think in this case, it may it may get touched.
0: Yeah, well, I definitely think Gawker was in for the long run here. Um, I doubt – well, we're, we're totally speculating making things up. But um, you, yeah, I imagine Hulk Hogan was probably making enormous settlement demands. And um, Gawker – you know, if they're going to do anything, I guess it's probably stick by their journalistic ability to <laughs> tell the news, I guess. And so it would look pretty bad if they just took it down. I, I'm guessing from their standpoint. Uh, also, I don't know how many times have we said gawker in the last five minutes? That's um, true.
1: Yep, it's all. Key I'm on their, their website
0: it. right now because of this. The reading comments, they actually have the the trial uh, live streaming on their website. If you're wow. interested,
1: yeah. Wow, that's. Uh, I mean, you take. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see whether the revenue obtained from the live streaming of the trial exceeds the revenue of the judgment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it's funny. I'm reading. I'm reading the comments that this one says. I wasted about one hundred and fifty dollars of my firm's money on Lexus reading all the court papers to catch up on this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Drew, that better not be you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: interesting. Um, yeah, it's it is it. Like you said, you can't make it up. Where's the law going to go? Uh, you know, it's adapting to this new new world in which Gawker's the news. I guess it just seems. At the end of the day, it's a sex tape. And he certainly didn't maybe did he brag about his sex life? Maybe did did he know it was being taped? Potentially. I don't know. That means I expect it to be broadcast on one of the most popular websites in the world.
1: Yeah, and I think that so there, there in the copyright law context, there was a case in which uh President Ford's memoir was leaked prior to its release. And there was a copyright lawsuit that arose over it. And basically there was this assumption that it wasn't yet fit for public dissemination and that the copyright um, should not extend or that the copyright should extend to protect this, uh, this leaked release. And the court looked at the newsworthiness of the claim at that time. It's a far different case from the newsworthiness of Gawker, right? The oh, yeah. presidential memoirs, especially during the era in which those were released, you know, Vietnam War era, lots of things going on at that time. It seems to be an entirely different analysis or locus of analysis than this stuff. And so it'll be interesting to see what the court does with this. I hope that the court finds that this is not newsworthy. I, that's all I can say. Because yeah. if we live in a
0: world in which this is newsworthy... What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea. I completely agree. Um, scrolling through some of these comments, there's an, uh, another issue that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, we were talking, making fun of the Hulkster's black bandana in court. And one of the comments are like, well, why didn't they have him dress more normal? You know, maybe shave the goatee. Look, if, you're, if your position is I'm a civilian, not a celebrity, then why don't you look like one? instead of looking like Hulk Hogan. And then on the other side, you know, Aaron Andrews comes into court with a plain ponytail and no makeup on. Like it was glaring that she was trying to look as plain Jane as possible.
1: Um, Yeah. Strategy of I'm somebody's daughter as opposed to I'm a cartoon.
0: (laughs) It's just, yeah. I mean, two, you know, plaintiffs in somewhat similar positions, completely opposite approaches. And I, I'm reading here and I don't know if it's true or not. They actually had to request, Hulk Hogan had to request permission from the judge to wear that bandana. Wow. Could you imagine that? What is it?
1: A motion? Yeah, a, motion a motion to wear a bandana? A motion
0: to wear a bandana, <laughs> I guess. I mean, it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that idea of, you know, and I think, From a non-lawyer's perspective, those things are really interesting, like how you dress your clients for trial and how you approach it. And all the little theatrics that go on in a courtroom, you know, really, they really matter. They're really funny and they're really interesting and you can feel it. You can feel kind of things happen in the courtroom. So no matter what the facts are like, you can, there's a little, there is a kind of, live environment when these trials are going on, and they can kind of get momentum in one way or the other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see what his trial testimony was like. I wonder if he took the kind of – if he was this boisterous guy or if he was more introspective and discussed how he was harmed. And It would be interesting to watch
0: the tapes. Which one are you guessing? Um,
1: go- I would – I think that <laughs> – I'm going stress Yeah, he's
0: probably got a pretty huge ego.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, there's a just he's living in somewhat of a feedback loop, and I think at this point,
0: he yeah. you probably got a lot of
1: oh yeah. yeah Wait,
0: no, that's Macho Man, isn't it? I don't. That's even know Macho that. Man, or maybe the Kool Aid guy. I don't know which.
1: <laughs> <doing. laughs> oh, but I, I
0: can't imagine the Hulkster tamed it down at all. No, I can't either. <laughs> So that's
1: all we've got this week. Um, you know, if we could afford to play, I am a real American for you. If we could afford the license for that, I would do that now. So I'm going to spare yeah. you my singing of it. But um,
0: that's it. You got anything else? No, no, that's it. I think this was uh, this was an entertaining topic, and I hope uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you if anyone has questions or other topics they think are interesting, certainly find us on Facebook or iTunes. Leave a comment. Leave a review. We'd greatly appreciate it, Um, and we're always looking for interesting topics to talk about that you want to hear. So feel free to contact us on Facebook, Twitter, um, through the website, wherever.
1: Yeah, and have a great week.
0: All right. We'll see you later.